Why, O oh Lord, do you stand so far from me? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Don't turn your back on me when I need you so desperately. My eyes fail looking for you. Well, Merry Christmas. It is great to see you guys this weekend. It's a privilege for me to be uh, with you guys. My name is Josh Surratt, and I'm the campus pastor here at the Long Point campus. I want to welcome you. Thank you guys so much for worshiping with us this weekend. And if you're uh, joining us at one of our uh, venues, maybe in the chapel or the warehouse or uh, maybe on the Internet or one of the campuses, we're glad that you guys are with us as well. Hope you're having a great Christmas so far. Quick show of hands. Who's finished with their Christmas shopping? Got to do this. Okay, cool, cool. I'm trying to be happy for you guys. I'm just not really... It's not coming. So it's, it's been a crazy, crazy uh, season for my wife and I, and uh, just nuts. If you don't mind, I'm on an event with you guys for a minute. We, we decided we moved uh, this Christmas season, and so we had listed our house uh, a couple of months ago, and it sold, and so we've been moving uh, in December. And so it's been crazy. Just for, uh, for your information, we're moving like a couple minutes away, not like to another state, unlike, um, shoot, what was his name again? Uh, yeah, Uncle Jeff. No, we moved, moved to another house, and um, I've learned a few things through that process. Uh, one is December's just not a great time to move. If you guys have ever done that before, it's just, you know, trying to get unpacked, and it's been a couple-week process for us. We downsized a little bit, uh, and so another thing I learned is that however many square feet you have in your home, uh, that's how much stuff you're going to have to fill it eventually. And so you move to a smaller place, and we've, like, been making repeat trips to the home store, uh, which is kind of a thrift store around here. And, and so the first trip, you know, they open my box and they're like, oh, this is okay. And then it just gets better and better because it's like, I love that, but we got to get rid of it. We have nowhere to put it. And so that's been a little bit crazy. And the house that we moved into is a great deal. We're, we're very grateful for it, but it's about a 50 or 60 year old house and it just has needed some work. And so we've had to repaint the whole thing and uh, put a fence up. My dad and I put the fence up. That went really well. We were thinking about going into business together and fencing if the whole ministering thing doesn't work out. But uh, but anyways, that was cool. Put the fence up. We've had to replace every light fixture in the house and had to replace the stove, which by the way, if you ever replace a stove, just FYI, not all stove cords are equal. So you're going to want to make sure that the same number of uh, holes that are in the outlet are the number of prongs that are on that stove cord. Learn that the hard way. And, uh, and, and so it's been, been crazy. Another cool feature, we've got a, some you know, neighbors that live upstairs. It's kind of a duplex type of deal. And uh, anytime they do laundry, it creates this cool swimming pool effect in our laundry room, which the kids love that. It's, um, it's worked out well. So we've been getting to know the neighbors. So it's a little stressful. And then for some reason, we decided to go ahead and stack potty training onto that whole process because our three-year-old, I mean, he's getting ready to start growing facial hair, and he hadn't been potty trained yet. And so we're like, uh we should probably go ahead and get on that. And so it's been going pretty well. But the other day I, I was walking the dog. I've got a little French bulldog and walking him around the neighborhood and got back into the house. And he walks right into my daughter's room and does his business right in my daughter's room after a long walk in the rain. So that can be a little frustrating. And uh, so I'm cleaning that up. And my son, you know, notices that and he goes, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do that. And so he drops trowel and does his business right there, too. So. So, yep, yep. Merry Christmas. It's been awesome. So we finally get around this week to putting our Christmas tree up. And we had got one of those pre-lit deals that are, you know, lazy people's version of Christmas tree. And so we stick, put it together and we plug it in and go figure the lights don't come on. It's just been that kind of a, a, a season for us. And so 
I kind of caught myself at that moment. I looked at Lisa, and I'm just thinking in my head. I didn't say it out loud, but I'm thinking, you know what? Let's just let's just take a pass this year. You know, let's pack it all back up uh, and just get through Christmas, and you know, we'll we'll do it do it better next time. And I don't know if you guys have ever been that, or if you felt that way about Christmas, where you you, you know you're supposed to be in the Christmas spirit, and you, you know you know that it's all good, but it just seems hidden underneath all of the craziness and the chaos that that your life uh, holds at the time. And so that's, that's sort of where we've been. And uh, I, I, I realized as, as I was there that I really think that God has something for me this Christmas. And I think he's got something for all of us this Christmas that he really wants us to take hold of uh, that we, we can't miss in the midst of the craziness. Cause I don't know about you, but transitions uh, for me, that's what it's been. Transitions uh, can complicate Christmas. You know, sometimes it's a locational transition, like what we, we did. We brought it on ourselves and you know, some, some, for some reason decided to move and, uh, should have thought it through a little bit more. Sometimes it's a vocational transition, you know, and uh, I know there are many of us who are here today that probably have experienced a, some kind of a change in your vocation, whether you've lost a job, uh, like many of, of others in our, our community have, uh, during this time of year. And it just complicates Christmas a little bit. It, it brings a little bit of a different perspective on Christmas. There may be some who have gotten promotions and uh, added to your workload, and that can stress things out, and that can kind of complicate Christmas as well, uh, can it? And then, then there's relational uh, transitions, you know, and anytime, how many, you know, anytime there's a status change on Facebook, uh, there's a story behind that. You know, there's usually a heart that's broken or a, uh, you, you know, someone's f- taking that, that, that difficult, and, and relational transitions can complicate Christmas, especially when it happens, you know, this time of year when there's so much other stuff going on with it. And I really believe that God's got something for all of us during this Christmas season. So how do you, how do you experience true joy uh, in the midst of, of chaos? That's what I want to kind of talk about this weekend. And you're already here. You made it to church. You found a seat. Uh, you got through the parking. I don't know what your experience was like getting here, but you're here. And so let's just kind of exhale a little bit and uh, take a time out. And we'll just learn a little bit about what, how we can experience joy uh, this Christmas season by looking at the Christmas story. And so if you have your Bibles, we're going to open it up to Luke chapter 2. Uh, if you brought, uh, didn't bring your Bibles, but you have your outline sheets, we've got the notes in there. And uh, we've also, if you have a smartphone, you can look it up there. But Luke chapter 2. And instead of reading you the story, uh, there's someone that I know that's done it a lot better than I could do. And so I've asked him to share it with us this weekend. So take a look at the screens. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Right. That's what Christmas is all about. 
So we're, we're just going to learn from that story. And I, I really want to just focus on one verse there. It's, it's a story of, you know, Christmas. It's what this is all about. And uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 10 is where the angels appeared to some shepherds. And so we're just going to break that verse down and hopefully find some application for each of us during this Christmas season. Uh, and the first thing that I notice, if you look at the verse, it says, The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. And that's the first point. Refuse to be afraid. Refuse to be afraid. You know, is this story, you've got these shepherds and uh, it says they were hanging out in the fields. It was late at night. Uh, they're alone, probably not expecting any company. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, appears this angel. Uh, I don't know about you, but if I'm the shepherd, I'm going, dude, it's a little late. I've soiled my tunic already. So let's uh, let's move on. But they say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, there are a lot of things that that uh, reasons for us to be afraid during this season, aren't there? I mean, some of them are unrealistic and they're 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 not real legitimate fears. Some of my fears this season is, yeah, you know, uh, that I'll, I'll give Lisa the gift that I've worked so hard to find for her and she'll open it up. And she's such a sweet girl, so she would never say anything. But the, the look on her eyes would show that she's just maybe a little bit underwhelmed by the nature of the gift. You know, that's a fear of mine or that someone will give you a gift. I don't know if it's ever happened to you. Someone gives you a gift on Christmas Eve uh, and you haven't got them anything. And so it's like, oh, yeah, your gift. Um, you know what, I didn't bring it with me tonight. I'll have to get that to you tomorrow. You know, that someone's going to give you a gift that you haven't bought them uh, something for. Uh, the new neighborhood, I told you we moved. One of my fears, legitimate fears, is that the new neighbors won't be quite as receptive uh, to our blow-up yard ornaments as the old neighbors were. Yeah, you never want to never want to ruin relationships, but those are illegitimate. You know, my, my son has fears like that. He's afraid of monsters. And one of the great things that I love to do as a dad is to just go, dude, there's no such thing as monsters. And he's like, but daddy, I saw them on the Nintendo Wii. There, there are such things as monsters. And so anyways, it's illegitimate fears, but, but there are legitimate things that we, uh, we fear, aren't there? I mean, the economy, if you're in business or if you're own a home or if you, you know, uh, are alive today, you probably have concerns about, the economy and how it's just not stable. There's, there's tensions going on. Uh, the, the world tensions, global tensions that are going on, you know, the issues between North Korea and South Korea and all that stuff that, that can tend to invoke a little bit of uh, uncertainty, a little bit of uh, tension, fear. Maybe some of you guys are meeting the parents, you know, the, the potential in-laws for the first time, and uh, that'll cause a little bit of anxiety, you know, or maybe you're planning on popping the question and the concern is, you know, is she going to say yes or not? Yeah, I found some of the biggest fears are just kind of the fear of, of being out of control, the fear of the things that, that you can't control, you know, your health, or I've spoken to many parents who have uh, adult children that are making their own decisions and, and just kind of the fear that they're going to harm themselves or that they're going to make a decision that's going to get them into trouble or, you know, those kinds of things. There's all kinds of things that, that you know, we, we can be afraid of. And if many of us were honest, we'd say, yeah, we're dealing with some fear uh, this Christmas, you know, maybe not fully engaging in the Christmas spirit because of a fear or a disappointment that's, that's sitting waiting for us around the corner. And the angels say, don't be afraid. And that's one of the most repeated phrases of the Bible that God wants to communicate to us. He says it to Abraham. He says it to Isaiah. He says it to John and, and Revelation. He says it to the, the shepherds right here. They it says, don't be afraid. Well, many of us have legitimate concerns, you know, legitimate fears. So how do I not be afraid? Let's continue reading the story. Verse 10 continues to say, it says, don't be afraid for I bring you good news. And I think that's the second thing we can learn uh, from the story is focus on the good news. Focus on the good news. You know, there's three ways, kind of three categories of good news that I like to think about. Uh, the first one is just to remember God's gift. You know, that's what these angels were talking about. We've talked in the series how God had been hidden from 
uh, his people for 400 years, hadn't heard anything uh, from God. And so I imagine that the shepherds, you know, uh, would have a hard time focusing on the good news when God has been hidden for 400 years. And the good news, God's gift that he gives to us is that there was a baby that was born and it was a miracle. It was a virgin mother that was going to, that had given birth to this baby. And this baby was actually the same God who had been hidden for 400 years had now come to the earth in the form of a baby. Emmanuel, God is with us. And this is good news, guys. This is good news because it, it opens up a new chapter for humanity. It's, it's kind of God's version of giving humanity a second chance and restoring relationship to God. Uh, and, and, and so it's, it's great news, this baby. And it's the same good news that we have today. Uh, the same baby, the baby grew up, his name was Jesus. You guys know the story, but he grew up and he lived a sinless life and he, he died on a cross. And in dying on a cross, he took all of our sin. He took all of the things, the shame, the things that separate us from a loving God. And he bore those on a cross and then he rose again three days later. And through his death and resurrection, we have relationship with God. We have access to God. That wasn't so before and now it is and that's good news and sometimes uh, we can get so so lost in the shuffle that we don't focus on really the good news of god's gift to us so remember god's gift remember what he's done for for you remember what he's done for me another thing to do i think in focusing on good news is remember what god has done remember what god has done for us you know we start off all of our meetings at seacoast we say hey Tell me something good. Before we get into the business, talk about the good things that are going on. Talk about what you've seen God do. And it just does something for our perspective. It does something for uh, our attitudes going into whatever business that we've got to take care of. And, and I would just say, encourage you guys, remember what God has done. You know, there are going to be days that things don't work out. Uh, I've just described for you a couple of weeks that things just haven't really worked out well for, for our family. But um, you know, and focusing on the good news and remember what God, God has done, it can give you some perspective. I was thinking about that this week. And uh, so I started thinking, well, what, what, what has God done for me? And he's done several great things. But I, I remembered uh, some great news that I got about 12 years ago uh, on, during this, this same Christmas season, 12 years ago, almost to this very day. And we had gone to Christmas Eve uh, services. I took my girlfriend, Lisa, with me at the time. And uh, we got dressed up, went to Christmas Eve services. And then we went downtown and had dinner. And I had a, had a ring in my pocket. And I was thinking about asking her to marry me at dinner. And then I just kind of chickened out. And so I took her over to the Festival of Lights and was trying to, trying to like look for the moment. And I basically fumbled over a bunch of words and eventually came out with the fact that I wanted her to marry me. And the good news for me is she said yes. And so I was thinking about that this week. And what was cool is I told you our life's been a little bit crazy. But I started to remember kind of some of the feelings that I felt at that po point in time and some of the anticipation that I had about getting married. And then I started thinking about our, our wedding day and, and just what we were hopeful for, what we thought God might do but, you know, with, with our relationship and how he might use us. And, and all of a sudden, as I began to focus on those things, those things that God has done for me, our current issues uh, began to, to lose their, their sting. You know, I mean, it was like I got some perspective around our current issues. And uh, yeah, things are stressful, but man, I've got a great wife and I've got great kids and God has blessed me this Christmas season. And maybe that would be a good exercise for you guys to do as you uh, get ready for Christmas. Maybe you're going to have family or friends over at the house. And before you open gifts or you eat, eat the dinner, just go around the room and say, hey, guys, let's remember what God's done. Let's let's just reflect a little bit on how God has blessed us this year and the things that he's done for us. And it might help with perspective. So focus on the good news. Remember the gift. Remember what he's done. Uh, another way to kind of focus on the good news is remember God's promises. Remember God's promises. See, chances are there's probably some people who are here today 
that maybe you're facing a situation that you can't handle. You just feel totally in over your head. Here's some good news, a promise from God. Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That's good news. God hasn't left you. You feel it over your head. That's, it's fine. God's with you. He's, he's upholding you with his right hand. Are you stressed out this Christmas season? Let me give you some good news. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not, I do not give to you as the world does. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is saying, hey, I'm offering you something that the world can't offer you. And I know your circumstances may be crazy and I know you may be stressed out, but I want to offer you peace that passes all understanding. That's good news. Do you have a broken heart this Christmas? Maybe your relationship has ended. Maybe you've lost a loved one. I have a promise for you. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen: The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You know, did you know God hangs out in broken hearts? According to that verse, that's where you can find him. Where people's hearts are broken, where spirits are crushed. God loves to be there. He loves to meet you in that place and bring hope for you. So your heart's broken. God is with you. You know, God, God draws near. He, he, he gets close when he senses a broken heart. So focus on the good news this Christmas. Focus on the good news. Let's keep reading uh, the story. Don't be afraid. Uh, I bring you good news. And then verse 10 continues. It says, that good news will cause great joy. Good news that will cause great joy. The third point here is don't miss the party. Don't miss the party. Last week, we took uh, our kids to the Mount Pleasant Christmas Parade. Did anybody else go to the Christmas Parade? A couple of you guys? Okay. Uh, here's the deal. It was cold. It was a lot like last night. I mean, it was just a cold, cold day. And so we had built it up, and we were excited, and it came about 4.30, 5 o'clock time to go. And you know, I'm looking at Lisa thinking, are we really going to do this? And we're like, yeah, we told them we'd do it. So, so we went out, and we experienced the Christmas Parade. Freezing cold, kind of damp, uh, and I was a little bit underdressed for it. And so uh, by the time about the third float went by, uh, if you looked around at the adults, all of us had our hands in our pockets and we're kind of bundled over and we're like miserable. We're you know, thinking, when is this thing going to end? I know how the parade ends. Uh, Santa comes on a float. It's a, a fire truck. It happens every year. And so I'm like looking down the end of the line thinking, is that Santa? Is he coming? You know, is this thing going to be over anytime soon? And so uh, the parade ended for us. I kind of loaded my kids up into the, the warm car. And as soon as we saw Santa, Lisa jumped out of the car, grabbed Miles and ran out to the curb and waved to him. And then we ran. And while she was doing that, I was kind of hustling my car, getting it kind of positioned where I felt like I could make a quick break uh, to beat the traffic out. And that's how the parade ended. But you know what? As I watched my kids at the parade, totally different perspective totally different perspective. They're going nuts. You know, I'm looking for the end and, and Miles is grabbing me every time a float goes by. Daddy, did you see that? Did you see that parade? Did you see, you know, the, the, the band, the, the drummer? Look at that, Daddy. And he's got, we got him this little, you know, glow-in-the-dark sword thing that you can buy there for a couple of bucks. And he's just swinging it. He's going nuts. He's having a blast. And as we went home, I, I started thinking about it. And I thought, you know, we were all at the same parade, but I was missing the party. I was missing the party. See, while I was looking at the parade with old, tired eyes, thinking about the circumstances and the weather and, you know, the things that I could be getting done that I need to get done, my son was soaking in every moment. 
you know, he was anticipating it. While I was kind of anticipating the end, he was anticipating the next thing. And, and he was present to the moment. He was having such a blast. I thought, man, I've, I've missed the party. I've missed the party. And you know what? If I'm not careful, I could miss the party in this whole season. You know, don't let Christmas become a to-do list that you just have to get through. I know it's tempting. You know, there are times that I'm thinking, man, if I can just get through this deal. But I want to encourage you, don't miss the party. How can we not miss the party? I think it, it boils down to the uh, same thing Jesus talked about quite a bit, actually, is becoming like a, a little child. You know, he said, if, if, you'll, those who, if you'll become like a child, you'll inherit the kingdom of heaven. And, and it's, it's developing a childlike perspective during this holiday season. Maybe just hang out with kids, you know, but, but my, the, the bigger thing is just to pray that, that the Holy Spirit would just give you a, uh, a supernatural joy during this Christmas season because, man, there are going to be some great things that happen. And God sent his son, a savior, to die for us. Don't miss that. Don't miss that joy. Don't miss the, the miracle of the baby that was born in a manger to a virgin. It's, it's just incredible, and, and, and we can easily miss it if we're not careful. So don't miss the party. Don't miss the party. Last thing that I see as we uh, kind of continue to dissect this verse is, look, I'll, I'll read the verse again to you, Luke 2.10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. And the last part is for all the people. Circle that phrase, for all the people. The last thing that I see in this is we got to include everyone. Include everyone. You know, Christmas is for everyone. God, God sent his son for all of us. Does everyone go to heaven? Does everyone, uh, is everyone a Christ follower? No. You know, we have to receive the gift. We have to open the gift. But we have to recognize that Christmas is for everybody. What I love about the story is that the angels didn't show up in the country club. You know, the angels didn't show up even in the church. They didn't show up in the synagogue. They showed up in this lonely field to these shepherds. And here's what I know about shepherds. If you study the Bible or, you know, research history, shepherds were not uh, very well thought of. Oftentimes they were the youngest sibling who was still old enough to tend sheep. If you remember the story of uh, in First uh, Samuel, when Samuel was trying to identify the next king and he was looking for King David, uh, they went through all of his brothers and they couldn't find him because he was where? He was out in the, the fields tending sheep. And that's what the younger brother tended to do. And they were also pretty unclean. You know, they were viewed as unclean by the religious people because of the work that they did. Uh, they were just physically dirty and smelly. And, and I love the fact that that's where God showed up. That's the first place that he showed up to deliver this great news. There may be some of us that are here today that, you know, you may feel unworthy for whatever reason. You know, maybe it's something that you've done. Uh, maybe it's something that you're currently struggling with. Uh, maybe it's just a kind of an image that you bear of yourself, that you carry around, that you're not worthy of this great news. You're not worthy of a relationship with Christ. And what I want to encourage you with today is just very simply that, that Christ is for everyone. You know, no one, he's not for those that have it together. You know, the Bible even says that while we were still sinners is when Jesus died for us. You know, before we had any leg to stand on of our own, it was, it was his death that brought us right relationship with Christ. And it's his birth that began that process. And so I just want to encourage you guys, Christmas is for everyone. You know, don't miss it. Don't, don't fool yourself into thinking that you don't deserve uh, God's ultimate gift for you this weekend. And if that's you, as we respond, you know, you may want to just reflect on that. Have I really received it? Because here's the deal. Good news doesn't turn into great joy until we receive the gift. You know, we're all at the parade. We're all hearing the same news. But, but it doesn't turn into great joy until we receive it. 
And I just want to encourage us, church, that uh, let's include everybody in this season. You know, we've done a series recently called Church in Your House and talking about how we're, we're to live missionally here. And maybe there's somebody in your life that, that is on the outside looking in. Of Maybe it's outside of uh, your family looking in. Maybe they don't have a family uh, to celebrate with. And I'd love for us, Seacoast, to, to be looking out for those who are, are being excluded from the story. Maybe it's someone who doesn't know Christ who doesn't have a relationship with God and, and you know that they, they, they would be open to it and we're going to be doing Christmas Eve services. We've talked to you guys about it. You know, maybe this, this weekend, include everyone because the angel came and he said, it's for all the people. Who's on the outside that you need to include this Christmas season? It may be somebody that you have uh, closed the door on for whatever reason. It may be a, a forgiveness issue uh, and there's someone in your life that you know, you've, you've closed the door on and maybe you have every good reason to do so. But maybe you just need to say, you know what, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. And I'm going to open up my heart and I'm going to open up my life for, for everyone, for those that feel excluded. So that's the story. Uh, very simple. And I would love for us to just apply it. The angel said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that brings great joy. And it's for all of the people. Would you guys pray with me? God, we just thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you for the incredible miracle that is the gift of your son. Lord, this season is all about you. This season is all about Jesus who came. It's, it's God with us. Lord, you meeting us where we were at so that we could have relationship with you. Lord, I thank you that Christmas is just kind of a reminder of, of second chances. It's a reminder of the second chance that you gave humanity uh, to have relationship with you. And it's a second chance for each of us that are here today. So God, I pray for those of us that are here that maybe feel like we've blown it, maybe feel like we've, um, we, we've disqualified ourselves from whatever gift you want to give us this season. And God, I just pray that you would remind us of the hope that comes with Christmas. Lord, that you love us, that you're pursuing us. Lord, that you, you just so desire to be in relationship with us, that we would just open up our hearts to you. And by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, you would just make that possible. God, I pray for those of us that maybe have been stressed out uh, this Christmas season, maybe financially strained. God, that we would be able to take our eyes off of what we don't have or what we can't buy or what we can't offer, Lord, and we would put our eyes on you and reflect on the incredible gifts that you've given us. God, we love you. We want to be a church that just reflects your glory to those around us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.